Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your mom's favorite podcast. It's my mom's favorite podcast. My mom's too. So, uh, I'm Chandler Farmer. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. Belated? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's Alec Hensley. Um, we have a big announcement to start off. Go ahead. We have officially reached 10,000 downloads as a podcast. Which one of these is? There you go. One day I'll memorize these buttons. Uh, or label them. Yeah, something. The, the fucking cool DJs don't label them, do they? I don't know. Maybe that's their thing. Like a nerd cool. It's like, uh, basically, do you want the wrist rocket like the quarterbacks have, or do you have the playbook memorized? That would be pretty dope to see a dj with like wristbands that have all the like they have a couple of different sets of pads that like you know they have to flip through yeah yeah hey what if somebody is calling the shots from you know up above like feeling the crowd like out? they have somebody in their ear yeah that's who's actually in the headphones like there's somebody up in the like the box right way up top them taking their headphones off is like them calling their own play and being like screw you coach yeah they're like fuck you like yeah wave it out or there you ever hear see a dj like holding up their hands to their ears because the crowd's too loud they right. can't hear their coach interesting uh so this week we have beef lifestyle what the feed google this our regular segments got to talk last dance and then a little sports are back at the end uh hopefully some positivity and we're going to try to stay away from the negative thoughts uh, other than that, you got anything else to add? How many different playbooks do you think that there's like regional ones that they have? Like there's like, this is the East Coast, you know. DJ playbooks? Yeah. I think it's more per bar. It's like style. It's like bar styles. It's like, all right, okay. outdoor venue. This is our play. EDM thing. This is our play. And then it's like, uh, this is a country bar. This is our play. Hmm. It's like the West Coast offense. I mean, it would be, it would be like ground and pound, like wishbone. <laughs> you have the option. The option, the DJ has way more freedom. Of course. Well, you have to have somebody but there's who's no, in the game. It's consistent. Right. More freedom and consistent, but there's no big shots. I bet calling out the songs and shit, though. Oh, I bet that's exhilarating. Being able to call out the right song. Yeah, just getting a play to work perfectly, you know. Getting the, the mesh when when it comes to the it's option, all about it's the mesh chemistry. Point. Yeah, exactly. the mesh point is the most important. So that transition from song to song, getting those BPMs right. Right, you just have to practice. Make sure you get it down. If there's any DJs that actually listen to this, they're like, "Shut the fuck up! Well, like, stop no, fucking the, talking!" Or we gave them great ideas. Yeah, or they're like, "Fuck, these guys really know their shit." <laughs> Another week of them just pushing out great God thoughts. Damn it. Yeah, one of these days I'm going to fucking actually write these down and get them patented. Before we actually get in the episode, we are, of course, brought to you by Fertilizer Service Company. Uh, the boys up there in northwest Missouri, uh, they are bu- they're in their busy season right now. Uh, they're working their asses off out there in the fields. Uh, so if you need them, hit them up at 660-686-2402. As you know. They're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. Bowed my soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. 
All right, man. Well, how was your weekend? Uh, was that a pretty good indication of how it went? It was pretty lazy. I I got back in the games, you know. But uh, you're full on. Yeah. Oh, for games. sure. I'm I'm surprised it took you this long into quarantine. I really was trying to hold back because we both know me and we know how I feel about that game specifically, and I'm just been riding it a just takes over your life for, well there's it's so in depth and there's so many things that i need to do and it's the perfect mix of like you know those phone games that get you to come back at like timing you know like you have to go and refresh your stuff or like open up a box well they do that and then they also have like daily things and then they have you know just all these different areas to explore and they have you know big battles and small battles and i just burn out on video games like i'll go on a kick for like Two weeks to two months. And then I'm just like, eh. I go back and forth. You're kind of like that too. You're streaky. Yeah. I think it's because it like starts to ruin your life. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I have to give up, honestly. Yeah. No, it's like I'm not having any you, social like, interaction. You live a normal life or continue to play these video games. And finally, after like two weeks of saying that question, then you're like, okay. Right. Just a few too many lonely Friday nights. Yeah. I, like the thought creeps in, really saturates. A few too many times life. of like, Picking up your phone and thinking you're going to have a bunch of texts and there's just nothing. Yeah, or I look at it and I'm like, oh, I wonder what everybody's doing. It's like still pretty early in the night and it's like 2.30 a.m. It's like, oh. Yeah. And you're like, I haven't eaten dinner. No. <laughs> oh, of slept. course not. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my I've gotten to the point now where I'll start crying looking at the TV. Like just tears will Jesus run down Christ, my face because my eyes are so watery. Blink once in a while. I guess so. Is it like a like a Jordan Peele movie? Like the iconic crying scene? It's not that bad. I like there are some times that I, you just I'll get feel, a, you ever have a yawn five or six rollers. Oh no, these these are good no, tears. But you, oh really? They're thick boys. You ever have a yawn where a tear will roll down? Like in the morning, your eyes are watering, you give a big yawn, and it just squeezes a. It's like squeezing a lemon. I get random one tears all the time. It's like I just heard the world's saddest story. Like uh Puppy oh, died boom. Fuck. Who was the 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 running back for the Broncos? Oh my god. It was during the national anthem against the Chiefs on like Monday night football. There was a flyover and it was right at the end and right when the flyover hit and just tears started going out of his eyes and then he just put his helmet on and went and played football. But he's like, I just couldn't control it. What are you gonna do? Sometimes it takes you over. That's true. You got any uh, thing you're mad about this week? No, I'm good vibes only. It's my birthday week. I, we got you got plans? No. Well, I guess I mean restaurants are opening back up. Well, the thing bars. is, is I'm either going to do exactly what I want all day and not listen to anybody, or like there will be something assembled. Okay. You know, like it. It's, I, I mean, it also it's on a Friday, right? Yeah, I'm so, on the video game kick too. So. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday are also your birthdays. That's just how well, it happens. I'm when your when your birthday's on the weekend, yeah, you get to claim all three. I do not really like that philosophy, but quick shout out to my mom and grandma because also their birthdays today that we're recording. Oh, happy birthday! We were almost three generations on the same birthday. My fifth grade teacher mm-hmm. was part of the shout out, uh, Lynn Simmons. She was a Guinness World Record holder for like 20 years of her life. Her and her two siblings were all born on the same day, but different years. And there, it was all natural births. 
births. There's no C-sections, nothing. There is one time a year I will let you in this coochie. And you know when it yeah. is, Franklin. It was whatever nine months before October 26th is. Which is probably his birthday. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Jan- yeah January 26th. It was probably his birthday. And then I guess when she was like in her mid-20s, like she was in the Guinness Book of World Records and in her mid-20s, somebody had four kids, all natural, all the same birthday. Is it the one I met in D.C.? No. Okay. No. Uh, she was one of my favorite teachers, though. Shout out, Mrs. Simmons. Anyways, are I'm, you trying to overshadow my the shout out to my mother and grandmother for their birthdays? No, definitely shout out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know your grandma's name. I don't know. We should probably just blur them out. Anyways, I don't want people knowing who my mom is. Okay, oh, yeah, I can beep that out. Yeah, I, I do not want that in there. Um, what are you mad about? I'm mad at birds again. Whatever you said yesterday, I got beef with the birds. I got the, beef with the motherfucking birds. The collective. Of All of them. Government agents, yes. Besides the one, like, not eagles. Toucans, you're fine. Keep yeah. making the cereal. Yeah. Um, definitely not ostriches. Don't fucking want to pull up with, on an ostrich. Yeah, but I got, you just look weird. I do have beef with you. They don't fly. Same with penguins. Anything Penguins are cute, so it makes up you're for You're fine it. with the ground birds. No, I don't like ostriches. Well, ostriches are fine. I just don't want to like fight one. They're Flamingos. bigger than me. They're kind of cool looking. Like they're at least entertaining to look at. Geese, fuck geese, ducks. On site, on site. Huh. They're also like good to eat. Like, we they're might tasty. have a prejudice here. The cool ones that look cool, I fuck with them. But it also the ones that are inhabiting our dryer vent. Yeah. are the pest Rough. birds that you can kill. Like, it's legal to just take, like, a BB gun and shoot them. Like, they're not songbirds. They're just... For the second time, birds have inhabited our dryer vent. And this time, not only did they get fucking cooked inside there and start stinking, they laid eggs. Well, we could have had birds, potentially. We could have had, like, chicks. Honestly, I wonder how... I, I guess they would be able to get out if their parents are out. But what if they're stuck in the vents forever and they have, like... You know, they're the adults with like the parental attachment center. If they can, if they were stuck forever and didn't get cooked, it'd be impressive. But I think they would get the what's the is it Stockholm syndrome? When you're like you're what's the one where you're like your capture you're like your captor, you like start to become them or something. What is that one? It starts with an M. Do you think they would like think that the whole world is just that dryer vent? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know what word you're thinking of that starts with an M. I, it's like month. I'm so bad at that shit. Just keep going. It's it's fine. Codependency. Um, with your captor, when you start idolizing your captor. Stockholm is when you start. Um, Stockholm is when you like start to like your fucking captor. Yeah, an emotional bond formed between the captor and captives. Mm. So I was right. Stockholm syndrome. Okay. So, but it'd be between like the bird and the vent. Yes. Like it wouldn't be because like we wouldn't have any contact. Well, I go yeah. and bang on the wall all the time. Not anymore. We got to do something. Well, it's fixed now. It's good to go. We have the best. I want to know what the CIA wants so badly to do with us. In our dryer. Mm-hmm. That or their cameras or their like the chips are malfunctioning. They're just attracted to heat now. Are you wearing um, women's panties secretly? No. Oh, I wondered if it was like bird have you information. Been, 
clicking on incest porn on Pornhub? Well, they wouldn't need birds for that. True. Or are you on the private browser? They would need birds for that. Would they? I don't know. I They have all our shit. I, I'm just... Not a road I want to think about. Yeah, take a long sip there. Yeah, for sure. You got a lifestyle tip. Yeah, do what you want. And you know what I want to do? What do you want to do? Or you, you, your arms went up. You were I was going to say, we agree. Oh, well, I don't want to do a lifestyle tip. <laughs> Mine is, is be weird. Do whatever you want, because soon you're going to have to be normal again. We uh, all have a yeah, little bit of huh. weird in us. Like, there's a little something that you do that is weird. It's a fact. So right now is the last... What do you think your thing is? I don't know. We call that, uh, McKinsey calls that uh, your uh, serial killer trait. And it's like everybody has one. So like say, hmm. like you, you have a serial killer trait. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example of one. It's like, I'm I'm doing so bad at thinking of an example of one. You stand up to wipe. Yes. Yeah. You, after you take a shit, you stand up to wipe. Yes. Serial killer trait. And it's like, do that while you're at home. I get it now. It's the thing yeah, that it's, it's the thing that you, after you murdered a bunch of people, they'd look back and be like, "We should have known." Yeah, yeah. Like, we should have saw that coming. There's that lonely chap who reads it in the newspaper, like, "Oh fuck, am I going to kill somebody this week?" Yeah, yeah. All right, that's your serial killer trait. It's like after you murder a bunch of people, they're like, "Well, he did always do this," and mm-hmm. you're like, "Yep, makes sense." Mm-hmm. So yeah, do that now. Well, nobody well, can judge what you. What is yours? I don't know. I, I feel like mine are pretty outward. I tried to think of it a little bit one time, and I couldn't. The ones I would come up with, they were like pretty normal things, but I know I have some. Like I, I'm not denying the fact that I that I don't. Huh. Everybody should think about their own serial killer trait. I have a couple ideas, but they're not on-air ideas. Would tell me, and I'll just cut it. <laughs> We can just tell me after. Later. Yeah. What What do you think yours is? Or were yours about me or yours about you? Mine were about you. Like I said, like I'm pretty like open. Like oh, oh he's kind of fidgety, you know. Or like there's yeah. a lot of things that you could just quickly. Like, like, yeah, he literally sits there and chews his fingernails and twitches twenty four seven. Yeah. It's like pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knew. Pretty anxious demeanor. We all talked about. Yeah. It. You guys don't remember? <laughs> like oh yeah, we we did just openly talk about it. So yes. All mine are out there in the open. I've, there may be a couple. We'll have to we'll have to discuss later. There may be skeletons. I don't okay, know. Uh, you're what the feed? Oh, I'm glad that you uh, threw this at me first. It's very important because mine is something that you tried to steal. Because I didn't. Okay, you're a big fan of the Church of Satan. <laughs> well documented. <laughs> That's my serial killer trait. A metal drummer. This was reported uh, via Twitter. Via Twitter, I don't know which way I'd ever say. Uh, are you an asshole or are you not an asshole? Um, well, I feel like if I am in the air or the water, I should say via. Just yeah, if you're a dickhead, you say via. Right, but like if it's an, I'm not going there the conventional ways. I think if, okay, whatever. I don't know. By land or by sea? Yeah. It's via for me. 
Anyways, a death metal drummer got got the coronavirus, says he was visited by Satan while in a coma, and now doesn't think Satan's quite as cool as I used to. Did you read how he described what Satan was? For him, it was a... Jim Carrey. No, it was a lady who walked up to him and then turned into Boba the Fett that just like vomited fire or something like that. So it and made is... him it made him do a bunch of tasks just over and over again until he came out of the coma. Like it was like he just didn't stop the whole time. It's a male troll persona with shape shifting ability. Yeah. Interesting. Sure. Huh. Yeah, he, he described it as for me it was a female at first. He's like, I don't know it's probably what part of the trick. And then it shape shifted. And then he like it was a fucking quite the story he was like yeah so satan's not that cool huh i want to know the first detail that led him down the trail of bread comes that is satan's a dope dude to hang out with well he was in that metal fucking he's in like the death metal bands he said he also said in the article he's like still definitely fuck with death metal <laughs> like, let's be a hundred percent clear i'm still hardcore yeah, as fuck yeah he's like my music taste has not changed <laughs> but like satan isn't that cool maybe there's a bit of this god stuff <laughs> he can rock heavy too yeah maybe christian rap i don't know just really switch it up fucking stroke those harp chords buddy let's bang it out yeah he's like so uh everybody got your hymnals <laughs> i just would he said that when he woke up from his coma, he looked right at the nurse and goes, am I still in hell? And she just <laughs> looked at him and just walked away. Like she just ignored him. That, yes, actually, you are. Yeah. <laughs> that she just like looked at him and just like shook him off. Like, God damn it. And just walked off. Another one of these. Yeah. So what they all say. Uh, What's your weather feeds? My weather feed is two men in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Decided, you know, everybody else is wearing masks all the time. Let's mix it up. So they put watermelons on their head and shoplifted alcohol from a gas station. (laughs) And are clearly obvious on camera. They cut out like eye holes in the watermelon and put it completely over their head. (laughs) And then bolted. They bolted. Honestly, I've one. We're looking for a suspect with a red like collar around his head. Have you ever seen uh oh what maybe some uh, assorted seeds stuck in his hair? Yeah, it's just like uh we're looking for two sticky bandits. <laughs> They're covered in watermelon juice. They may be seen flying out of people's mouths just to get a little better speed and angle down yeah. the street. Do you think that they left a little bit around the mouth so they could have a snack while they're robbing? <laughs> like, hey, hold on. Sorry. Get the, give me that fuck. It's like, quit eating your fucking watermelon, man. How much time did they take designing the watermelon? Yeah, it's like, hey, this is a pretty easy bust. Uh, just go to whoever's house. Just has a fuck ton of watermelon carved <laughs> out in their fridge. It's like, I didn't do it, officer. Opens up the fridge. It's like a fucking gallon bucket of watermelon, like scooped out. It's like, hmm. There's one asshole who's like way too good at like pumpkin carving and watermelon carving. And it's like. Why did you have to put that much time into your mask? Yeah. There's like different layers. <laughs> it just carved out like, give me the fucking money into the, <laughs> the watermelon. And so he doesn't even just say anything. He just leans forward. 
He's like, give me the fucking money. And then he turns around and it's like a fucking artistic design. <laughs> that would be awesome. This is a bunch of mad gay men because the article was fruits raw bang. Oh, what a, what a fucking headline grab that they could have used to really... Two fruity men. <laughs> two fruity men uh, swiftly rob liquor store. The Jolly Rancher bros at it again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else. It's a fine line that I was ready for you to cross. Yeah. Uh, Google this. Let's hear it. Oh, you, oh you're just calling the shots letting me go first, huh? Yeah, Every I mean. Time. Oh, that's fine. No, it's all right. I just... Uh, you know uh, a man by the name of Andy Bernard? I do. There's this place that he always touts. Um, Cornell? Of course. So they actually put out a study, uh, the Cornell University Alliance for Science. How dare you? <laughs> he calls it something of the Ivy Leagues. Ah, man, it's been a while since I've really hardcore watched The Office. Anyways, Cornell University Alliance for Science put out a report saying that they found that anti-vaxxers in Russia are behind the viral 5G COVID. Oh, they're the ones like spreading? Yeah, misinformation campaign. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yep. Have you seen uh, just one quick thing? I saw it today because I was just checking what our... U.S. infected rate was and death rate or death totals. Uh, so Russia is now the second highest country in reported cases with 300K. How many deaths do you think they have reported? Um, less than 15,000. Much, much less. Less than 4,000. Yep. Um, 1,700. 2,800. Three hundred thousand cases. They have twenty eight hundred reported. An article I was reading about it was like, "This is what is claimed." Like they like really <laughs> emphasize air quotes yeah, they, everywhere. They really emphasize the fact is like this is what they're telling us. Yeah, because we're at one point five million. I said on the show a while ago, uh, Russia has been oddly quiet about this, and every little leak of information we get is hmm. Yeah, interesting. So. uh Speaking of shady characters, do you remember a guy by the name of Donald Sterling? Refresh my memory. The former owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, he had a young, beautiful girlfriend who he never racially imposed anything on. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're hitting the nail on the head, Okay, as they say. Um, uh, no. She left no voicemails on his phone. Once again, he is being shown, I know you're going to be so fucking shocked at this, but being discriminatory. Wow. In a new uh, documentary called Blackballed. Um, He's going to love that. Yeah. Real fucking poking the bear <laughs> with the name there. Uh, but I guess this is, I was not, for a man who openly discriminated against uh, African Americans and minorities... The the biggest story, at least what I've been seeing, I, I haven't watched the documentary and I just saw... I think he had discriminated against all blacks, not just African-Americans. So black people and minorities. Um, 
Donald Sterling didn't like white players. Yeah, so, they're bad. So there's a story that broke out is right when Doc Rivers got hired, they were about to sign JJ Redick. I don't remember, can't remember if they drafted him or were signing him. Um, and Doc Rivers was like getting on a plane to fly to Orlando, which I believe is where he lives. And when he landed, like when he was getting on the plane, they were like, "All right, the deal's pretty much done. We're about to sign him." And when he landed, he got a bunch of phone calls like, "Deal's off." Donald said he doesn't like white players, and he was like, "What?" And then he said his phone just blew up. Like JJ's agent was calling. Uh, he said Coach K was calling him. Like everybody was like, "What the fuck is going on?" So Doc Rivers called Donald Sterling and was like, "Are you really trying to do this right now?" And he was like. You know, I don't want him on my team. And he goes, well, then you don't have me as a coach. And he was like, no, you're the coach. And he was like, no, I'm not. And hung up. And he said he told his wife, he was like, I think I'm either fired or I don't have a job. He's like, so we should probably plan for that. And uh, about two hours later, got a call back from some exec for the Clippers and was like, so uh, Donald changed his mind. Deal got done. And Doc huh. Rivers took like a deep sigh because he had only had the job for like it was right when he got hired to be the Clippers head coach. Well, I mean, he had some job security from his. Past. He definitely did. Like he wasn't going to be hurting for finding it. I mean, it would have right. been tough because I think it was getting if it was around the time of the NBA draft. I can't remember if they signed him or if still it was a free agent or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, it was yeah. still a huge ordeal to him and just being openly being like, yeah, I don't want that white white kid. I heard somewhere the other day that I forget the third player, but Michael Jordan, JJ Redick, and one other basketball player have the three highest like will to win. There you go. Obviously, the other two aren't ever as good as MJ. But that's Wait, who same, JJ Redick and who Michael Jordan. I forget the other one. Oh, okay. Um, but you know that same like asshole. JJ Redick's drive. a competitor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was one of the most hated. Like he was the the Duke guy who everybody hated. It was just like for his era, yeah. Yeah, it was just like early two thousands. Yep. Uh, also, another thing, Sterling used to pet his players. I guess I I haven't watched the documentary, but I guess he used to like pet them on the head. It's messed up. Very much so. <sighs> so, you got anything else for the startups, or should we get into the finale of the last dance? Get into it. You kind of just brought me down with that all that bad stuff there, man. Positive vibes only. Let's let's revert back. Yeah. Revert back to the DJ, the DJ in us all. Find your inner DJ, Alec. It's uh, at underscore Bill Clinton. I know. Yeah, DJ at underscore Bill Clinton. Okay, that's a little smirk on your face, so let's get back into it. Well, I can hit plugs if you're going to talk about it. Okay. Okay. All right. I know how to do my job. Oh, oh. Fucking big man on campus. (laughs) So, episodes 9 and 10 of The Last Dance. It is officially wrapped up. Of what seemed like the fastest five weeks. I, I think it's just because the first five weeks of quarantine took about three years. I think it also felt quick for a show because of the double features. The double features and it was the only show on. Yeah. I mean, besides Westworld was wrapping. Westworld and Dave were like wrapping up. Mainly just Westworld because nothing else was on Sunday. Uh, let me go to my notes real quick. Uh, did you have any overall things you you felt you wanted to bring up we can jump around just like the documentary does of course um steve kerr his dad is like argo was argo's like yeah based off of wild absolutely wild 
and his dad, I mean, not only was he an extremely intelligent person and, uh, you know, doing a lot of great things, but like just will the, the person who was in his job before him had the job for like what a month, three months. Yeah. And then was kidnapped and he was just like, all right, this is what I do. This is what I was, you know, this is what I'm here for. Yeah. Like what? A, I had no clue about that. Also, I didn't realize when you sit back and look at it, Steve Kerr, I didn't realize how much he is like woven into the DNA of the NBA. He was on the three-peat with the Bulls. He Warriors won. coach. And he won a championship with the Spurs. Their first one, I believe. He was like, he was at the end of the Bulls dynasty, beginning of the Spurs dynasty, was a commentator for a while. I, I mean, I'm sure he, I don't remember the end of his NBA career. And then was on, has been with the Bulls now and is a part of their dynasty. He's a part of the two most winningest teams in NBA history. He's also one of the best three point percentage shooters in NBA history. Mm, I mean, for the time, for I'm sure. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's up there. I mean, what what do we mean by up there? It's like, all... I think he's like ranks top ten all time in like percentage from behind the line. Like, not total attempts, not total makes, but like percentage above a certain amount of attempts. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't know. I I think he is. So I it's. And it's something I, I could listen to him be on like any doc ever. Yeah. Like I, I'm just Steve enticed. Curry's, yeah. Agreed. When Great he dude. sits there and talks, I'm like, I'm, I'm like in, I'm tuned in. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm going to learn something. I'm going to like hear a cool story. And that, that speech he gave after the 97 bulls championship was like all time hilarious, like role player speech at a celebration. Oh yeah, and he killed it. He played his role well. He really did yeah. everything together. And he's played his role in the role well in the NBA his whole entire time over the last 30 years or whatever it's been. Are you looking up if he's ranked the basic career three-point percentage leaderboard reads like this for qualified shooters. Number 1, Steve Kerr. I told you. Wow. He's like, I mean, when you, you don't know it because he was a role player, but I mean, when you sit there and you start looking at the NBA since like 1995 and he's very much a large part of it. And two of his players are also on this list. Steph and Clay. Clay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's got his hand in the pot at all points in time. Did he ever play with Nash? Cause Nash is on here. No, I don't believe so. He was drafted by the Suns. Yeah, I saw that. Wild. Wow. So, yes, I had that. Um, something that was just like right off the bat as I'm sitting there and like within the first few seconds when MJ, he starts off and it's like the whole first eight episodes is about, and especially the middle ones, was how he can just make up like a rivalry or like reasons to be pissed off or motivation out of thin air. And then it's, I think it was Carl Malone winning the MVP in 97. He's like, and that was personal to me. No shit, MJ. Fucking the Nuggets coach or the Pacers coach not saying hi to you was personal. Like, what do you mean somebody beating you for an award was personal? Yeah, he absolutely just did that with any waking thing. I think that, you know, like he probably would have changed security guards if that guy didn't have such a sweet J curl and everybody knew him. Yeah. After and losing that quarters game. 
That's for sure. And his other, it was a great story about his other head security guard who was basically oh, like a second father to me, say, to him. Because you kept saying he was really good at making up things to like, you know, get him in the right mindset. Yeah. Like he made up that relationship with the security guard being his dad. I thought that was bullshit. I think they did had a, they have a close relationship. I mean, when you, mm, sure. There were so many scenes of them just sitting in that office, which it was kind of dope. He just had his own office where he could just play quarters and sit with security guards all the time. Well, when you're Michael Jordan. Yeah. I mean, when you're the best, you're the best at the time. Uh, I had to have that little asterisk. Uh, so there was all that. Uh, MJ's list is like obvious. He's still, I guarantee you, he still has like a fucking a notebook there that's like embroidered with MJ and like gold. And it has a fucking list of people that's on it and organizations because Chicago, like uh, Reinsdorf is still on that. It's even though he's dead. Lisa, who fucking didn't give me my second crown and Coke for free. Yeah. What a bitch. Yeah. He's like that one, that one dealer who made me put my cigar out of the table. <laughs> Definitely on the list. The, the way that you uh, went about dealer there. I couldn't think of. The you word dealer in my head. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck are they called? Tony, who still hasn't paid me for that round of golf back in 03. Yeah. And Jimmy, who says I owe him for that round of golf in 04. Fuck him. Like He can just come up with the shit and thin air. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a gift and a curse, I think, to a certain degree. I think it makes him the most competitive and like hardest working person, but it also drives a certain amount of people away I mean, from him. I think that's why you saw the crying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it becomes such a personality trait in itself that you can't turn it off. 100%. It, it was his life. Yeah. It enveloped who he was. I mean, still kind of is, you know, from the way that he raises his kids interacting with, you know, his parents and other people and yeah. You know one time he wouldn't shake uh, Chameleonaire's hand? Who? Chameleonaire. I don't know who that is. Oh, my God. He had one absolute banger that you would know. Like, you would know. I'm sure I would know the song. I just. Like, there was just, there's one fucking Chameleonaire song. I wish that you would just look it up uh, so you could play it real quick for everybody. I got it. How do you spell his name? C-H-A-M-I-L-L. Got it. Oh, Ryden? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta catch me riding dirty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah everybody I knows that song. that song. Yeah. He refused to shake Chameleonaire's hand. Because they see me rolling. They hating. Patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty. 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 Trying to catch me riding Wow. Interesting. Okay. Uh, super competitive person. And that was most of nine. They won the championship and then it moved on to episode 10, the last episode. Still a really weird question. I will never get over this. Um, so to Steve Kerr, so did you and Jordan ever talk about your dads? Like, no, we're not going to bond over our fathers being killed. And even if it did come up, you, it's not something that you're going to talk about. Like, that's a super like 
emotional you know moment I that really you would love like bonding over is like my most traumatic experiences with my best friends. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're like fucked up sometime and it just gets randomly brought up. Like somebody else would bring it up and then they talk about it or something. You know, it could have happened. They the, were together. Drunk for, dude at the bar who like puts his arm around one yeah. of them. He's like, Hey, did you guys know that both of your dads, both your dads, we were just talking about it over yeah. there. I wonder if it was the same dude. Yeah. And so then like, if they, if that happened, I still, Steve Kerr is too classy of a guy to to even bring that up if it did happen. Steve but Kerr is didn't. so composed and like he's like thought out. Other time. Oh man, he's five steps ahead every point in time. Kerr pop, uh, or, or as of Phil right Jackson. Now, it's not the question I'm asking. Kerr pop is it your yeah. As of right now, I'm picking pop. Yeah, pop or Phil. Uh, Phil. He can move around, done more with different players. I mean, Pop, not nothing against Pop. Great coach. I feel like Pop lived a spectacular life, yet elegant, while Phil Jackson lived. He's like a, a hippie, spectacular yet extravagant. Life. Yeah, he's a he's a hippie for sure. Phil. Uh, I think now who do who do you think you would play better under? You're a professional athlete. Who would you rather be under? One of those three. I'm a professional in basketball. Yes. I would least like to play over under Phil. Really? Yeah. You think so who between I think that with Pop it would have to do a lot more with team chemistry and I I trust him with the process cuz he like interviews everybody and like yeah. you know sees how defined they are in their role but like I would have to get a little bit more of a feeling for it first like I feel like Kerr's leadership style is very easy to jump into. Yeah, I I mean not that Pop isn't a, uh like a player's coach but Steve Kerr is like the epitome of a player's coach is what it seems like. Yeah. I think I would go pop. I think I need more like negative reinforcement to like make myself There's better. There's a lot of structure there, yeah. Like I think I need him to be like, yeah, you're doing this really shittily. Like that was how my high school basketball coach was and it worked out well for me. So I think that's what I would need more. Oh, I would play the best under pop for sure. Yeah. And then probably Phil second, but I would have the most fun. I don't know. My peak would probably be highest with Kerr if I could get really good at doing everything. Yeah, and it, if the thing with Kerr is I think he allows you to be the best and have the best time. Yeah. Which is like... But trying to get that out of everybody in like is hard. In like 90s pop, when he was like definitely like trying to get you to hit the peace pipe with him later. Like, I don't know. It would be interesting. Popovich, what? Or sorry, Phil Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You like meet Native him on American... the Bahamas, you know, vacation. Yeah. And you're both like a little woozy wobbly, trippity trappity. So I had another question for you. Yeah. It, is there any professional athletes that you think you could beat up? Because I think I could beat the shit out of John Stockton. Uh, John Stockton has like Amish strength to me. But I'll tell you what. I've always felt like I could beat up Isaiah Thomas. He's, Celtics, he's, Isaiah he's five nine. Like yeah, like John Stockton's six one. So we're same height, and I'm just looking at him wearing that fucking button up, button up all the way, sitting in that like high school gym, on like he a, had, on, he's sitting on like a box with perfect posture the whole time. I'm like, I could beat his ass. Like just watching it, I was like, 
I think if we got in a fist fight, I could beat him up. Imagine this. John Stockton's face. Big, long, bushy beard. Straw hat. Blue button-up. Overalls. Dark gray khakis. Boots. You're looking at a different man. Overalls, I think I would go. Suspenders, I would back off. I meant to say suspenders. Switch the switch it from overalls to suspenders. I'm yeah. saying I don't want any yes. trouble, sir. Yeah, hundred percent. And like a yeah, you say like you said straw hat, but he also has a piece of straw sticking out of his mouth that he's like chewing on a little bit. I think it's optional. Are the ladies around? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies. I mean, if he's dressed like that and he lives oh, in God. Utah, that means he has like ten wives. So you're just calling out the Mormons now. They love their basketball. That was another point I was going to bring up. Wild. They, it's insane. I really, I mean, I I played Where's Waldo the entire time I was watching that documentary. They're all white, man. Not, not a one. And you think they're like, that was like hard. I don't you know might what. just hire I don't one. know what the law, the like alcohol. Yeah, hire an actor. You just literally them have them wear like a token shirt. Like it's right. just like, like good God. Uh, do you, I don't know what the alcohol laws were at the time. And I'm not even really that familiar in Utah now, but like, I know that it's like a, it's big milk country. Do you think they can serve? They served milk at the concession stands. Fermented. Oh, <laughs> ugh. Like that's just the kidding. only way to get fucked up. Yeah. Um, but you saw, do they serve milk at the you concession stands? I would, dude, maybe. Yeah. You saw the Alpha Karen sitting there on episode ten. The the white lady with blonde lady with the like bob cut, and she had the like sweater vest situation oh, with yeah. the collar. Yeah. Screaming right off the bat. Um, I sent you that video. It wasn't actually on the Jordan docs, but of them just shooting off fireworks inside yes. of their basketball arena, like large scale fireworks, and then playing the Chicago Bulls theme song while it was going off. And like every one of the players was like plugging their ears. It was so loud. Well, I think that that's one of the things that makes NBA stadiums so great is the fact that they love like trolling and being loud and eccentric in areas like that. Or I don't know why I thought of this, but do you remember a few years ago when the one of the, I think it was like the nets or something when the warriors came into town, they didn't play music. During the game, oh, the whole time, yeah, and like really Draymond weird. was like, it threw it. me off, yeah, on ESPN, and it was just great to fall asleep to. Oh, oh yeah, sneaker <laughs> squeaks. Yeah. Oh wow, that's oh god, we missed March Madness. Okay, I'm gonna have to move on past that. Uh, is there anything else you had? Let me check my notes one more time. Anything else you had for the Jordan Doc? Oh, th- there was the the food poisoning flu game. Yeah, what do you feel about it? I'm so they so I I listened to an interview today of the fucking guy who supposedly made the pizza at that pizza hut. And he said he didn't do food poison. He didn't fuck with it at all. He made it normal. And he said it was only two people who delivered it and not five. Is he just covering his tracks? The story, the like recanting, the recanting of the stories seemed odd every single time, except for like Jordan's, who was just like, I don't know, man, I just got sick. Him. So also one of the directors of the last dance said that Jordan spit on the whole pizza. And so when he was like, I ate the whole thing by myself, that he was just being selfish and all those guys were up there and he's like, y'all can't have any of this spit on all of it before he ate it. 
Not that that would give him food poisoning. Typical Jordan fashion. It was just like super competitive. So I think what you're saying is that it wasn't food poisoning. It wasn't flu. It was the karma game. No, the so this pizza, the Pizza Hut guy was saying that the whole hotel smelled smelled like cigar smoke, and suppose and it was like supposedly Jordan had been like sitting in his room smoking cigars like for hours and hours. And that's not you know way off base. You know you can get tobacco poisoning. Also, people like to fuck with opposing teams' hotels like that. Like they've yeah. done it with like the close Patriots, off the ventilation and shit. Close off the ventilations. Pull the fire alarm in the middle of the night. Like. You know, fucking up the breakfast in the morning, all sorts of stuff like that. I do think it's food poisoning, though. Whether the guy intended or not, like, it's a pizza hut in fucking Salt Lake City. How do you know it was that meal? It could have been, yeah. Yeah. Food poisoning can take 24 hours to sit in. It could have been lunch. Yep. We're Now we're getting in-depth on this. Well, the thing is, is, you know, he's just a... Those people don't give two fucks. Like, really, what advantage do they have if Michael Jordan wins versus doesn't win? Oh, and supposedly the guy was a Jordan fan. This is all coming out, and he had bets on it. I'm just remembering what I listened to today Mm -hmm. uh, and read real quick. Supposedly he was a Jordan fan and had bets on the game. And it's like, you can make that up in two fucking seconds. I don't know. Uh, Makes a better story. There's also I I do I like Reggie Miller. What are your thoughts? I liked him being the dog. I'm a fan of Reggie Miller. All I like him too because he's a little. He's a little like pesky, like thorn in your fucking shit. And he knows he is, and he can speak so well. Yes. Like he he's him. like the Richard Sherman of the NBA in the nineties. Like trash talking, like where it's like mm-hmm. he's yep. he's bringing out words you've never heard. And he's like, Yeah, look that up later. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> you're just sitting there, and then he just drains a three right in your face. Yep. And the the push off, like whatever. I don't think Jordan's push thing was a push. That was bullshit. I'm not gonna argue twenty year old calls. That guy couldn't guard him. The thing that made me mad is somebody put together a, a little collage of like recent NBA players and it had like Kobe and LeBron in it. Like with that thing of like going past Jordan, it's like, you know, they wouldn't do that. I, I know for a fact Kobe wouldn't like fly by Jordan on a crossover like that. And LeBron wouldn't either. We don't know. I know. I'm not going to like, but hey, uh, since you want to argue 20 year old things, do you want to give a counterpoint? To what? The point that you just made. What what do you mean a counterpoint like for Jordan like of him crossing him over yeah like he yeah he had a great crossover but those guys are more athletic than the person who's defending him I don't know what do you want me to say I don't know I'm just trying to get you to argue with yourself I know I'm not gonna do that You're not very passionate about it I don't think either side's really presented their case in a good way good point Alec um, one last thing we we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Dennis Rodman leaving. And after like game three or four of the finals and going and wrestling with NWO in Detroit, like it's no big deal. He lived a thousand lives. Why are there so many wrestling organizations? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I have thought this for so long. I, I never, I, I enjoy, I enjoy like WWE, whatever, occasionally. Uh, I'm not as like hardcore as a lot of other people. But I've never thought about that, but you make a great fucking point. <laughs> there are too many. I can't keep them straight in my head. Like, I always have to, like, touch base about who's in who. To? No. Not for me, but for other people. And what they think. I don't want to offend anybody. If you like wrestling, you like wrestling. I just never... It's like 
I never got into it. I missed the boat. I won't say what people are thinking. Okay. Don't say it then. Uh, final thoughts. Your overall grade. Give me a score. One through ten of The Last Dance. A quarantine score? or a Quarantine n- score. We have to, because it was going to air in in between the uh, NBA championship is when it was supposed to air. Quarantine score seven seven. I was I was gonna put it. I'm debating like between a seven nine and an eight one. I'm probably go seven nine. I don't think I'm gonna go rewatch it. So seven nine. If I if it was something where I'd be like, oh yeah, I think I'll rewatch that at some point in time. It'd be in the eights. If this was in the middle of the NBA Finals, there's a good chance that I don't watch it for weeks. You know? Well, we're not bored. Like, you know, yeah. like right now no, I'm I, sitting there and I'm like, I'm saying, I like, have to, I have to get it. I'm just I have saying, to take get the it. score with a grain of salt. I understand. Uh, and that's why I asked for your quarantine score. I want your real life, what you're thinking right now score. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but speaking of sports, I know I brought up the sad topic of March Madness later, but we are getting some positive news. Sports might be back soon. And soon, take that also with a grain of salt. And, like, what exactly is back? Like, just so that we can be, watch it, or are people going to be we, there? No, nobody will be there. It will be sports without fans. Uh, so, Mark Cuban... and So, kind of like it's the White Sox Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, Royals in a down year. That's fair. That's fair. I, uh, you know, I've also heard it compared to uh, the North Dakota State uh, football games, don't you know? Oh. Yeah. Be careful now. (laughs) I'm not just going to do accents for a minute. I was thinking about it. I had a couple of, like, Alabama schools rattling off of my head. (laughs) Yeah, we, yeah. Let's just avoid that. But it, it definitely, like, Georgia has been open very soon. New York is talking about. Um, doing sports without um, fans. It would all be like a lot of testing. Mark Cuban was on part of my take recently and I listened to it and he talked about what the owners are talking about is doing like he called it a hotel California, but testing every single team and everybody who would be there, taking them all to a hotel in Vegas. It's strict lockdown. You play a certain amount of regular season games. Once you're eliminated, you're out. And then the playoffs start. And as you're eliminated, you're out. And uh, like he was saying, like owners would be there if they wanted to um, and things like that. But it would be it would be televised with a potential to make like a reality Big Brother TV show out of it of like just turn on the security camera footage and like what you get, what you get. So if we combine the two Dakotas, does it now become... N B D S T U North Big Dakota State University. Let's focus on sports coming back. So do they have the infrastructure to actually facilitate that? It, like are you talking like the facilities or I mean the facilities to train and play is a question and to house the teams and the organizations. So as think, well as those families. There are of, so the families wouldn't be allowed. Okay. It's just players and essential personnel and it would have to be some modifications, but they do have like the arenas that are attached to the hotels where you would actually play the games. 
Do but, strippers count as essential personnel yes. for James Harden? Okay. Yes. Right. I already knew where you're going with that when you said <laughs> strippers. Obviously, it was for James Harden. I texted you today. It's been so long since we have sports. I forgot fucking Russell Westbrook was on the Rockets. Like, it just, I haven't even been thinking about the NBA because or sports in general because I've been trying to black it out and not think about the negative. Uh, I think it would be super exciting. And he, Mark Cuban, once again, to quote him, he was saying, he thought the latest date they could get started up by would be July so that they could run enough regular season and postseason. And it'd be pretty much, it'd just be NBA every single day. And no compliance. And it would end just before October so that they could take October off, November off, and then start around Christmas. Hmm. Back up for the 2021 season. Yeah. I'm all in for that. It gave me so much hope. We'll see. I mean, you know, July is still a long ways away. Then I thought that this year was robbed from the Bucks, but or at least a chance that this year was robbed from the Bucks, and so that's great news that it's potentially back. But also, like, what does that make next year out to be? I have a lot of questions, but I definitely just overall want it to happen. Yeah, I think we all want to see it happen and then just watch it play in real time and be a part of some sort of history, whether it's good or bad, and, and just also just having the. I definitely want to be a part of good history, not bad history. I'm saying not bad history in a way of like colossal fail of just being like, well, yeah, that was the NBA season. Then it's like they had to rush it together, but it was still sports like a lockout year. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, you got anything else? S B D S T U. Do you, do you change the name of the school? It's all It's just Dakota state university DSU. Right, but that's for the a new university, probably. Does which one gets it, North or South? I think North has the better facilities. They have the indoor football field. That's where Carson Wentz went to college. Do they go up to D one then? Because I think they're like a minor. They're they're uh, F- yeah yeah. Well uh, yeah, their enrollment would have to. They probably should. Yeah, they would yeah. have more funds. Yeah. They could draw from their tax. Their ta- yeah, draw from a lot of people as well as they a would, lot of recruiting. Areas. They would actually then have. Besides, I don't know. I'm sure there's a university in Juno, but they would have the largest, probably landmass of to pull from for a single university because like Texas is obviously the biggest. I don't know. That might make it bigger than Texas. Laramie's the only four year in Wyoming. Oh. Well, you, that you would make the the two Dakotas would be bigger than Wyoming, probably. Yeah. Uh, I would say definitely. Common. University of Montana is there another one there? Mm. Because every once in so. a while you hear about those, but we're not talking about merging Montana. But I do think that that is an interesting point, and in that where would they fit best? Big Twelve, Big Ten. Um, they're definitely West. not conference champions. Mountain West would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that no, no, they're not conference of champions. They're not, they're not snooty enough to. They would go over there, like no, Mm-mm. it's either Big Ten or Mountain West. It'd be like a Mountain West until they work their way up. Yeah, agreed. I'm glad we figured that out. Yeah, that's a good little, uh, good little compromise. And under an hour. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next week. We're gonna once again pat ourselves on the back. Ten thousand downloads. Took us a little while, but we got there. Uh, we love you guys. I love you guys. 
You should love me. My birthday's on Friday. Yeah, everybody wish Alec a happy birthday at DJ underscore Bill Clinton on Twitter and Instagram. Give him shout outs. I'll repost them on the Sneak Athletic story. Sneak Athletic.